John chapter 16, I'm going to read a few verses here, and I want you to listen to some words very carefully. John 16, verse 5, this is Jesus speaking. But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? So now I want you to note here, because there's a lot of words being used, there's a lot of people involved. So this is Jesus talking, so Jesus is the I right here. He says, I am going to him who sent me. Who sent Jesus? God the Father. So he says, I, the Son, am going to him, the Father. Remember our series is entitled The Third Persons, meaning there are three parts to the Godhead. And none of you ask me, where are you going? Verse 6, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. So now he's talking to the disciples. Verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, this is a third person, this is the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Everybody say him. And when he comes, he, everybody say he, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Skipping down to verse 12 now. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes. Okay, so now just a few verses earlier, Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Helper. Now he calls him the Spirit of Truth. Notice that Spirit is capitalized. He's referring to the Holy Spirit. It's another name of the Holy Spirit. He, everybody say he, will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So I want you to get this right here. First of all, everything that was the Father's was Jesus. And then Jesus says, everything that is mine is being given to you by the Holy Spirit. If you want more Jesus, you need more Holy Spirit. If you want more God, you need more Holy Spirit. And so when we say, uh, well, I, I, I understand God and I understand Jesus and I'm going to stop at the door of salvation or maybe water baptism and that's enough for me. What you are saying is Jesus saying, listen, everything I have the Holy Spirit's going to give you. But if you don't receive the Holy Spirit, you're stopping Jesus from giving, him, giving you everything he has. Now, he died for his salvation, but he's got all these other things he wants to give to you, but they come via the Holy Spirit. Now, here's, here's what I really want to talk to you about today. Um, we sometimes get confused when we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We see, say things like, did you receive it? When you go to the altar to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you say, did you receive it? Or uh, I, when we say want, we want more of the Holy Spirit, we say, I need more of it. And we use words and phrases that relegate the Holy Spirit to an object. Let me make it a little more clear for you. This is my favorite little Debbie snack right here. It's called a cosmic brownie. They're so good. It's not just a brownie. I love brownies. Anybody that ever wants to make me brownies, I'm in. Um, that was a hint, you know, Father's Day is coming. Um, but it's not just a brownie. It's moist. I like moist brownies. And then it's got a little icing on top. Oh, hallelujah. And then well, what makes it cosmic is these multicolored little sugar things. I don't even know what they are. But man... They're big sprinklers. They're so good. They're good. I really love cosmic brownies. They, they just make me smile. I like them. I eat them all the time. I may, 
uh, or may not steal them out of my kids' lunchboxes. I don't, I'm not saying yes, and I'm not saying no. I don't want the Lord to strike me or anything. I really love cosmic brownies, but here's the thing. This brownie does not love me back. It doesn't. This brownie does not make me stronger. It goes straight to my hips. Mm. This is my favorite kind of illustration right here. When I'm going through a difficult time and I need an answer, this brownie is not going to give me the answer. Sorry, I have an esophageal disease and it's kicking in right now. We're not going to eat anymore. Here's the point. It's an object. It's a thing. It's a wonderful thing. It, it makes me smile. It, my, it makes my taste buds come alive. But it can't help me. It can't love me back. It can't be there when I'm, when I'm down and in eating. I, I know we call it comfort food, but listen, it, it really can't help me. Now, on the flip side, Lindsay, join me real fast. Oh, yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Um, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Now, this brownie is an object, and I really love this brownie, but I don't have a relationship with this brownie. Now, What are you doing? Okay. Now, about 13 and a half years ago, I met uh, Lindsay. And if you've never heard me tell the story, uh, we were in the, the lobby of the Galleria, the Western Oaks Galleria in Dallas, Texas. And I was helping people unload luggage. We were getting ready for a pastor's kids conference. And I looked up and coming down the escalator, and I see this beautiful blonde-headed girl, and the world slows down and stops turning for a moment. Angels are singing. There's a light shining. And, um, and she had a platinum blonde hair at the time, if you can believe that. And uh, man, and, and that started something right then and there. And so we've been married for over 12 years now. And, and here's the thing. I really love this woman. Now, I love my brownie that you just threw. I love my brownie, but you can't even compare the relationship I have with a brownie to the relationship I have with my wife because she's a person, and she can love me back. She can be there for me when I need her. When, I, when we're going through times and I've got to make a difficult decision, she can come and she can uh, help me and she can, uh, she can help me talk, walk through it and talk through it and come to the right decision. When I need someone to pray for me, a brownie won't pray for me. She can pray for me. When I need an encouraging word, a brownie's not going to encourage me, but this one will. Because we have a relationship. And the only reason we can have a real relationship is because she is a person. She's a person. She has thoughts. She has feelings. She has emotions. She has a soul. She has, she has, she has a life. And because she's a person, we have a deep relationship. We say we love a lot of things in this world, but the things that we truly love the most, they're people. Because it's a mutual relationship. Thank you very much. If you don't know by now, I really love you. I forgot to dismiss our Epic Alive. If you are a junior higher, 6th uh, to 8th grade, is that right? 6th um, to 8th grade, if you, they're waiting for you if you want to slip out. I know a lot of you already left, but it's our first Sunday of Epic Alive, and so we're super excited about that. They'll meet you right outside. All right. Here, here's the thing I want you to understand, and this is why when we read these scriptures... I highlighted these words, and, and, and I kept asking you to repeat the word he and him. Because here's the thing about the Holy Spirit that we often get confused. We relegate him to an impersonal force. 
We relegate him to an object that we can control like a power tool of some kind. But we lose sight of the fact that he is a person that wants a relationship with us. Yes, when he comes into your life, you shall receive power. But, but listen, he's not just power, he's a person. Yes, when he comes into your life, he will help you and he will guide you. And that's just part of him being in your life and being in your relationship. But, but he is not just a tool. He's not just a roadmap. He wants to help you, but that's not all he is. He's a person. He, yes, when, you, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, most people uh, or many people are, are receive a heavenly language as, as talked about in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, and so on. But, but that's not all he is, is just a language, but he is a person. But when we relegate the Holy Spirit, and, and this is why it's important, when we relegate the Holy Spirit to just being an object, then we can treat the object as we want to. My wife threw my brownie off the stage. That is no way to treat a perfectly good brownie. But she would never throw a person off of the stage. Because we, people, we treat people differently than we treat things in our life. You get in a car accident. You slam your car into a pole. You go... Oh my goodness, my pole, my, my car, I can't believe it. Well, they'll just have to fix it. But when we mess up people's lives, we mourn and we grieve because we've hurt them. The Holy Spirit is a person. And when, if we want to experience the full joy and, and, the, and the great benefits that, that come with the Holy Spirit, then we have to have a friendship, a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to qualify this statement today because, because my message is simply this. The Holy Spirit is a he, not an it. And here's what I want to do. I want to qualify that statement to you a little bit more, why we know that he's a person. And, and then after that, I'm going to talk about why it's so important in your life and what this revelation could do for you and how it could bring you closer to God and closer to the Holy Spirit than you ever felt, ever felt in your life. I mean, does that sound good to you? All right. Here's the thing. Uh, actually, let's start with, with prayer this morning. Father, I thank you for sending Jesus. And I thank you that Jesus left so that you could send us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you, you told me today that you wanted to step into the room and you wanted to befriend some people today. You wanted to draw close to them and help them and step into their lives. So I pray that today, Holy Spirit, you would do just that. I want to speak your words, not mine. Anoint me today. Father, open our hearts, our minds, our spirits to hear from you and to be challenged by the power of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is a he, not an it. Well, most of us don't have a problem relating to Jesus as a person. We don't have a problem relating to God, the Father, as a person. And, and part of that is because held within their titles, God the Father, the word Father immediately connects us with a person. When we say God the Son or Jesus the Son, it immediately connects us with a person. I am a father and I am a person. Therefore, when you say the word father or son, or I think of myself or my father, I think of people. When you say the word son, I think of myself or my son, I think of people. But when you say the word Holy Spirit, we don't really think of a person. When you say Jesus, you think of a guy in a robe with a, with, a, with a scarf and he's long hair and he's walking around healing people. When you say the Holy Spirit, what is it that comes to your mind? Maybe it's something you've seen in church that you didn't understand. Or maybe, it's, uh, maybe you think of like a ghost or a spirit or, or, or something like that. But we don't often think of the Holy Spirit as a person because held within his uh, name and his title... It doesn't say something that reminds us of people. But here's the thing. The word Father in God the Father doesn't make Him a person. It simply defines His role. 
So God the Father has a role in our world and in our life. And Father defines that aspect of the relationship and his role in our life. So for instance, my kids call me dad or they call me father. Now, because of they, they call me that because I am a father to them. That's the role I play in their life. Do you understand? Now, God the Son. Same thing is true about Jesus. He's God, but his role as the Son is to be the firstborn among many, the firstborn among you and I. That when he came as a son, he